In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Bryce and Ren and Nancy Classified School Survival Guide. Today we'll be discussing season two, episode 12 of Nancy Classified, titled Asking Someone Out and Recycling, as well as season two, episode 13 of Nancy Classified School Survival Guide, titled April Fool's Day and Excuses. Uh, with me, as always, to host this podcast, which has once been described as a deconstructionist thrill ride with a splash of Dada, is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how are we doing? Bryce, I'm doing great, and let me just say, I agree with that description 100%. (laughs) I I think we could be categorized as, like, a Dadaist podcast. Yeah. We're not necessarily, like, entertaining in a traditional way. No. Uh, And we we deconstruct episodes each week. Yep. So a deconstruction is thrill ride, because you never know what we're going to say. That's right. You know, we might even become a succession podcast for three weeks in a row. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, so um, we have two wild, again, like wild episodes here. Did Like, going back to our conversation last week, Ren, I think that this is evidence of the show hitting its stride, not jumping the shark. So you think it's found its voice? I think it's found its voice, and whether you and I agree or disagree with that voice is another thing, but I think this is it. You know what, Bryce? I think you might actually be right here. I mm-hmm. think the show did find its voice, and I think I hate it. <laughs> I don't, like, if if this is it, if this is really it for Ned's, and this is what it wants to be, I yeah. do not think I like the show anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> but it, it's so weird, because we looked upon this show so fondly when we were deciding what shows to discuss. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When we were looking at Ned's, what I remembered was the tight continuity. Yeah. You know, the you memorable characters mm-hmm. and the fact that it balanced like an almost cartoony tone with that grounded school vibe. Yes. What we got in reality was very loose and light continuity, depending on the episode and how the writers were feeling that week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Characters that are memorable, but incredibly inconsistent under yeah. scrutiny. Uh, several plot lines that have already been reiterated in less than, I think, 30 episodes. Yeah. And, like, the the balance between cartoony and reality, it's no longer a balance. This is, we're full cartoon. This like, is. Like, we, we get sound... There was a very brief moment at the start of season two where they put away the sound effects. We're in, like, sound effect overload. Boy, yo, 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 yo. These past ten episodes have just been pure like slapstick nonsense and i can't Mm -hmm. take it uh it's only like i didn't factor in that this is a nickelodeon show and it really does feel like a nickelodeon show in the worst ways so yeah um when you're saying slapstick are you referring to not to jump completely ahead to the end here but are you (laughs) referring to cookie throwing an elderly lady 
down the stairs via uh, after tossing her out of a wheelchair. Oh, Bryce, uh, there's that. There's the Nazi doctor falling out of a window. Yeah. There's uh, Krubs's trap where <laughs> Ned gets strung up like a hog ready to be slaughtered. Yeah, the Home Alone uh, reenactment that they had. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's so much slapstick. I didn't remember there being this much slapstick in Ned's Declassified. Uh, it, it's so much. These episodes are so much. They're intense from start to finish to the point where I'm almost holding my breath because you don't know what's going to happen next in the worst way possible. Yeah, that, that that's exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, the worst is when, like, an episode is going well for the first few minutes. Yeah. And then, like, it hits me and I realize and I'm like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? It completely nosedives. Like, what's going to derail what we're watching? I know. Um, okay, so before we start talking about these individual segments, friend, uh, you and I uh, have, we found a, a new loyal follower. That's right, a that new friend. We wanted to give a, a shout out to. So, uh, I, should I say their Reddit username? Because that's the only contact we've had with them. What, a Jacob and Jill are going to harass them? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, so there's Sarakaya Comzen. Sarakaya Comzen. Yes, uh, who, big fan of the podcast, apparently, just started listening, went back to Corey in the house, which that's how you know that they're going to probably ditch us and never make it to Ned's. Um, How far do you think they make it? So if they start from the beginning, ooh. uh, Think of it like like this. Mm -hmm. Jacob stayed the whole ride. Yeah. And Andrew made it through Corey in the house. Corey in the house. Yeah. So it, they could stick around. I also think, like, in terms of, like, quality, I think it gets better. Yes, we that's I definitely think, a, a point in our favor. We yeah. get better. Season two um, of Corey in the House. The show is terrible, but I think that that's maybe us at our best. Um, definitely our most manic. Yeah. Uh, I don't, did I just say the show gets better? You, I think you said it gets worse, right? Okay, I meant to say it gets worse. Good, good, good. Yeah, uh, so I think I've, I feel like they could naturally flow into Ned's. Um, and then uh, I'd be curious to hear what their takes are uh, in that transition to Ned's. And then through succession and Grinch. <laughs> They've got a lot of watching ahead of them. Yeah. yeah. That succession, like triple, just like punch there. Yeah. It's going to make watching or listening to this very interesting for someone who like finds us in the future. Yeah, it's my favorite um, part of our uh, listener chart is looking at that nose dive that we <laughs> haven't recovered from. <laughs> is uh, yeah, slump. yeah, this <laughs> into the Grinch slump. So, but, like, the cool thing about that though, mm-hmm. it, that's something Kendall would do. It is. So, in a way, those three episodes we really embodied like the spirit of succession. We self sabotage on a very real <laughs> level. Uh, it's for us, Ren, right? Yeah, it's for us. It's for us. So, all right. Um, anyways, we are happy to have them if they're listening to this. We're happy to have anyone who is listening to this. If you are listening and we've never given you a shout out, let us know in yeah, some please. way that you're listening and we would be happy to dedicate a whole episode to you. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, Ren, yeah, asking right. someone out. Oh, it's worse than a stomach virus. 
is would you take having to ask someone out over a stomach virus? I don't know, Bryce. Mm-hmm. With a stomach virus, you're in inscrutable pain. That's true. When you ask someone out, you mm-hmm. have to ask someone out. This is like one of those like things that like it's something like a kid worries about. Yeah, it I just think becomes it, so trivial as you get older. It fits the middle school aspect. It does, right? Yeah. Um, of like you know, you still have those like butterflies in the stomach. It's still like, how are you gonna do it? What's the right time? The right place? Um, we see Crony asking, "Who is Crony asking out, Missy?" I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think it is yeah. Missy. Crony's asking out Missy to open this episode. He's like sweating. Um with water flowing down him like he's a fountain uh this so i do we see a character with an eye patch yeah that's right was this really out of place it like i think the implication is that the because he gets hit with a ball when like as right that right after that scene ends he gets well, hit with a ball and then he falls down okay so it's like the, implication the implication is he got hit in the eye earlier okay Cause he, so he's like clumsy. Yeah, because he's asking out people in gym class. Okay. And Ned said that Ned said that's a bad a bad idea. Yeah. Don't ask someone out in gym class. Um, but who, I was I've just who is he? He's Patchy. Yeah. Will we ever see him again? No. Probably not. No. Uh, um, and the British boy from Cookie's class. Yeah, he got a little throwaway scene. Yeah. So more characters that we'll never see again. Um, so we had all of that, Ren. Um, and then the big opening and kickoff to this episode is the end of Susie and Billy. That's right. It ended just like how it began. Yeah. Without much fanfare. <laughs> yeah. Jenna was watching for a few moments and she said, Susie and Billy dated. And I was like, for about like 13 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, What a waste. It is a waste. We saw, we got nothing out of them being together. No, Uh, we got them in the, the premiere, like conflict over how to appease each other. Yeah. And then they seem to be getting along fine. And that was it. Yeah. Basically there wasn't much else to it. Yeah. Uh, Frequently, they would mention the other, but we wouldn't see them together as well. Like, they would be important in separate episodes. Mm -hmm. Susie has also just been in the background for a long while now. Yeah, she has. Yeah, I think we know why, though, after this episode. Because of the phone. Oh, that's right, because she got a text message phone. (laughs) Yeah, it has one gigabyte of memory on it. So, of course, she's probably been off texting her friends rather than being, you know... At in James front of the Cable camera middle school exactly bryce i have a question for you yeah if ned smelled good would you go to the movies with him if ned smelled good would i go to the movies with him no yeah. why because uh, that's not enough to define if i'm gonna go see a movie with someone what, what do you mean what are you, you mean? saying that hair fragrance alone cannot sustain a relationship <laughs> that is what i'm saying <laughs> Um. Oh my god. And we got so much Seth tonight. Yeah, we did. So, so much. much Seth Powers. It was like he was briefly a, like an actual main character. Mm-hmm. And we haven't gotten this level of Seth since season one. No. Even uh, really reserved on him. Was it a, a breath of fresh air? A breath of uh, fresh hair, perhaps? 
I I do think it was a breath of fresh hair because I generally found him to be the funniest parts. Yeah, I agree. Um, I wasn't a big fan of tonight. Did you like when Moe's asked Seth out and Moe's and Seth was like, oh, sure. It's going to be like really. Uh, what do you say? Fun like and that, fresh. Fun and fresh. Let's go. And then they walk outside and he's like, here we are out. It's been nice going out with you. I did like that. that was a very Seth moment. Yeah. Good Seth joke. It was pretty good. So innocent. So weird. Just doesn't get it. Would you keep pursuing at this point? I would. I feel like that's a pretty clear hint to stop pursuing. Yes. Yeah. Like, in my eyes, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, okay, I, I, I messed up here. Yep. Either either they don't want you to pursue it. I overpursued my hand. Yeah, or it's probably for the best of all involved. If you just, if that happens, that's an automatic out. If someone, if you ask someone out and they say, let's go, and then they bring you outside, that's done. That's a no-go on all accords. Just be grateful it went that well. Yes. Uh, And then Gordy and the math teacher... That's right, super handsome cleaning man and the Nazi doctor. Oh my god. What a combination. Oh my god. Um, what a combination. The character con- of, of the, the doctor uh, <laughs> continues to shock me that she is here, that they are so insistent on some of her... Uh, I don't even know how to put this nicely. Like mannerisms. That it's a very specific characterization. It's she's so clearly from a regime. Yeah. Of some kind. And everything she says and does is extra bizarre because of that. And she does. She just likes Gordy. It's uh it's interesting to me that they keep pushing this character. I don't yeah. necessarily mind because She's like a level of outlandish that it's weird even for Ned's, mm-hmm. so it, it appeals to me in that level. Yeah, and it's like it, it's like why is this here in this like Nickelodeon show that's otherwise pretty like standard Nickelodeon? Yeah, and she goes to Cookie of all of the possible resources she has. She goes to Cookie to help her get to know the uh, very handsome cleaning man. That's right. Cookie gets to give her a makeover. <laughs> Say it with me, Bryce. Cold borscht and herring. <laughs> is that the dish that she makes? That is the dish she makes. It was like green and uh, they gave it wavy effects. Yeah, that's right. There was a putrid green gas that uh, yeah. permeated the air once she lifted the no. dish. What uh, even is Gordy into that? Is He seems into it. He liked her kinky boots. Yeah, <laughs> as she uh, does some dancing and singing because Cookie's intel with Gordy tells Cookie that the math uh, that Gordy likes a girl who can sing and dance. That's right. Mm. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know what I thought was interesting about yeah. that episode? Mm-hmm. How much Quirly kept bringing up the flick by Annie Baker. Do you remember that play? Dennis um, class. <laughs> Um, was that uh, was that something I did? Uh, 
Wasn't it the one you directed? The one I directed. It sounds so familiar. The flick. It was, uh, shit. There were two people in the movie theater. One, like, I think one of them was, like, a kid who tried to kill himself or something. Mm-hmm. And the other one's just some girl who's just trying to get through their shift. You don't oh remember this? Oh, my God. I mean, I remember it. Like, I remember the title and the name. I don't remember if that's the one that I directed. Did we Did we all direct and then act in one? Is yes. that what that final that was? was? I don't remember what I directed. You were you acted in Red Light Winter. I, I definitely remember that. I think uh, you directed the flick. Okay. Well, I wonder if it was good. Yeah, I mean, we can always go back in time and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could, you know, at the reunion of that class. Yeah. The five-year reunion when we all then get back to together. Five-year reunion? <laughs> yeah. We all say, hey, everyone. Remember that acting, the voice and acting class that we all took together? We had some good times. Most of us had uh, good times. Some of us not so much. Remember when? Sorry, can I go on a tangent for a second? Yeah, go for it. Remember when, and I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, I don't think we need to probably mention the guy's name if you do remember it. Um, When I walked into class and I stood in front of Aaron and I didn't say anything, but I took my wallet and I just one at a time took every item out of my wallet and threw it on the ground. I do and then this. this the guy looked at me and was like you are pissing me off so much right now <laughs> I, I remember him but i don't remember his name he like walked away he was like i'm so pissed right now um and i was just thinking to myself i was like wow that's all it takes all uh, it took to- was you removing every single item from your wallet individually and placing <laughs> it on the floor yeah <laughs> um i mean man well that's something to get pissed off about you know so like i don't know i i always think about my college experience a little bit as uh the community sometimes we get to see from the outsider's perspectives like those who aren't in the gang yeah um i picture myself as being in the gang and then everyone else on the outside looking at it and being like those are some like awful people yeah, I can kind of, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, or just like not necessarily awful, but just like wow, like they're annoying, or like wow, they are in their own world and like I'll never consider anyone. Yes, um, we definitely were in our own world. Yeah, so I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, though. You know, bring people into your world. Yeah, make them bend to your will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if well, because that's the thing is like I remember thinking to myself like if he doesn't like that, I just do every item from my wallet onto the ground like that's his problem yeah like that's that's not on me this but now is, i look back at it being authentically you yeah i look back at it and i'm like i probably didn't have any reason whatsoever to do that um, i say we remember this guy's name we bring him on the podcast and we just okay. grill him <laughs> i was like beat into him. not apologize why apologize to him okay let's teach him a lesson so ren um the phone that Susie has the the cellular text phone. Yeah. Oh, the text message phone. The text message phone, and then uh, Susie gets a super cool Bluetooth earpiece as well. Yeah, Cookie lets her borrow it. Yeah. Um, which so Ned walks up to her and is like, "Hey, do you want to go out with me?" And well, no, like, Lisa Zemo. Oh, Lisa Zemo does Lisa it. Lisa Zemo is yeah. one of uh, Ned's ambassadors because for uh, some reason they can't say wingman. Which is, it's so weird. Why, 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 like censor this? 
so ambassador yeah and like the existence of it as well um i don't buy it i don't think it's a good tip like do it yourself i i, I like if you're gonna have a wingman mm-hmm. it's this is like a weird setting to use it it's also like like you said the episode really stresses the importance of having an ambassador it's like if you're gonna ask someone out make sure you have someone else do it for you first yeah it's very it's very strange it is really weird um so we have that the uh, you mentioned the math teacher falling out of the window already um what is it Mose is frustrated because so Mose decides okay so if Seth isn't going to recognize uh us going out like when I say let's go out and then he uh brings me outside and then at one point she has to go and uh, ask for a date I think an ambassador. I think Ned asks Seth yeah, for a Ned date. Does it. And Seth's like, sure, and offers him the food, a date, and then also uh, agrees to go on a to the, see a movie with Ned. Well, just as friends. Just as friends. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Glad you could, could clarify that. Uh, I would watch an episode of Ned and Seth going to see a movie together. Honestly, I'm kind of at a point where I just want to see anything outside the school. I thought we were going to get it. I really thought we were going to get a big hospital scene. <laughs> I I honest to God don't think we're going to get a scene outside the school until the finale. Yeah. And that disappoints me because I'm sick. I'm sick of the school. <laughs> Take me out of James K. Polk. Uh, what else? Uh, Susie. Okay, so, so is this the episode where Moe's becomes Seth as well? That's uh next episode. Okay, we don't think it happens yet. It doesn't happen yet. That's April Fools. Yeah, it's April Fools. Um, but Seth, so Moe's finally is frustrated. She goes up to Seth and says, "I'm done with you. Like we're through." And Seth's like, "You can't break up with me. We're not together. Let's go out and see a movie together. So that way, then if you want to break up, then we can break up." And Moe's is like, "Okay, that's the most convoluted way any couple has ever gotten together." It's the most convoluted way Ned's has wrapped up a story so far. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to waste my time for eight minutes and you're just going to wrap it up like this? Yeah, Seth just uh, kind of, like, confusing the audience and himself. And Moe's. Like, everything about it is is confusing. But they kind of, that's what they use Seth for, right? They're able yeah. to just have Seth say and do whatever they want Seth to say or do. And it's, quote-unquote, in character because he's the space cadet. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, baby. Uh, a good Austin Powers impression. Yar, baby. His father. Do a do Doctor Evil next. Uh, what does he say? Uh, I want some sharks with friggin' lasers attached to their friggin' heads. Hey, that's good. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ned, finally, for I like courses, Susie. What? Course? Am I? That's probably not the right word there. Courses? Co- coerce? Are you trying to say coerce? Coerce. Are you saying coerces? Coerce? Coerce. Listen, Ren. Are I you went trying to... to say coerce, like the beer? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ned Beer is Susie. Um, coerces? Coerce? Coerce? Damn it, now you're fucking me up. <laughs> coerces? 
Yeah. Susie. <laughs> onto into a situation where Ned can ask her out on a date. Yes. At the okay. French bistro that Cookie made. Yes, in the math room. <laughs> That's lit like a concentration camp. Yes. Susie says no to Ned in this because she doesn't want a boyfriend at the moment. And Ned learns the importance of mm-hmm. respecting no. Yep. This felt like a That's waste it. of my time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm okay that Susie says no. Yeah, like, ultimately, that's and the I, best way for the segment to end. Yeah. But, um, it's kind of, Ned just kind of, like, looks at the camera, and he's like, oh, yeah. And sometimes, be ready for the answer to be no. Bah, bah. End and segment. Yeah. And this has been Ned's goal since episode one. Yeah. Womp womp. It's also like, it's weird to me that Ned's just kind of like, oh well, because it also says to me that he's not really taking Susie's no at face value. He's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna get another shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because her no isn't. Um, her no comes with of like, I don't want a boyfriend at the moment. Yeah. So it's like maybe like try again in a few months and like we'll see how I'm feeling. I'm, I'm, I just think Ned's too eager, you know? I mean, Ned's gonna ask again the next day. <laughs> what did you... The only other bit that I wanted to, to talk through here um, was uh, Squirrely is one of Ned's ambassadors, right? You said that he frequently yeah. talks about the flick um, by Annie Baker, which I've once directed. And he... Uh, so he approaches Susie at the locker and to ask Susie out on Ned's behalf. Uh Susie's replaces herself with a cardboard cutout and Squirrely talks to the cardboard cutout and then we like transition away and then we see it again later. A good bit? Decent bit. Decent, uh, decent throwaway joke. Yeah. And this is now like the fifth use of a cardboard character that we've seen. Yeah. I like the consistency of the cardboard characters. Me too. I, um, maybe in season three, we'll get a cardboard episode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, do you know kids hate to recycle? That's right, Bryce. There's nothing children hate more than recycling. What a weird start to... When I think about recycling, I don't know anyone who's ever been, like, so anti-recycling as the kids of James K. Polk Middle School at the start of this episode. Yeah, like, kids are not going to be the ones going, being anti-recycling. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's you just put the water bottle in a different trash can. Yeah. It's very easy. Yeah, so the, the show sets up this recycling segment, the second segment of this episode, um, with Ned, Mose, and Cookie talking about how terrible their bikes are. That's right. Betsy died. Yeah, Ren, I didn't know what the episode was going to be called. And I was like, are we going to get bikes? Like, is this is this uh, segment one is going to be asking someone out and segment two is going to be bikes? I somehow think that would have been better than yeah. asking someone out and recycling. And recycling? And it was, no, 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 no. There's a contest and whoever recycles the most can win a brand new bike. This segment, I think, has one of my, like, this, one of my least favorite jokes right up there with the Abraham Lincoln Ar- Ar- Benedict Arnold bit. Okay. And it's Loomer's, like, posse 
stealing all the recyclables. The insane recycling posse. Like, every single time they appeared, it annoyed me. I didn't yeah. find it funny once. I didn't think it was well handled in, like, the story. Yeah, well, and we'll get into it as we talk about the episode, mm -hmm. but I thought it was just, it, this was the best that the Neds writer could, writers could do. This mm -hmm. is Corey level. It's, and it also happened so much in 11 minutes. Yeah. So, so much to the point where I am dumbfounded how Loomer did not win. Like, I'm just dumbfounded how, why Sweeney counted Loomer and his cronies recyclables together. <laughs> or why these kids were all helping just Loomer. Yeah. <laughs> One bike. The fact this is not addressed at all is stupid to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, you can always add another seat. I got two two seats, like four or five. You gonna five seat that bike? We watched the Grinch, you know. This isn't Grinch. This is Ned's. This is they're not Will. They're at James K. Polk Middle School. Speaking of Grinch, did you see that Who on uh Boba's Council this week? The Who on Boba's Council? Yeah. Well, they got a bunch of ugly people with those weird noses on there, so you know yeah. they're all kind of Whoish. Yeah. Like he had a dinner with a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. All that was missing was the the uh who's boast beef or whatever it's called. The roast the roast beast. The roast beast. That's what it is. Uh the who hash was there though. I did see yeah, that. Cans of who hash and mm -hmm. adorning <laughs> Jabba's palette. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tatooine used to be a who hash planet. <laughs> now we uh, just work in sand and spice. So <laughs> Uh, Gordy, yeah, so the kids, they gotta collect all their cycling. Uh, Moe's lives in the trash. I wrote down that note because we've seen Moe's climb out of trash cans now, like, five or six times, right? Yeah, this is, this is a thing for her. Yeah. Uh, she's looking, if it's possible for her to climb into the trash can, uh, with any kind of excuse, she's there. It's like her home away from home at this point. Yeah. Yeah, if, you, if people are like, hey, have you seen Moe's? That's where they start. The trash can. Um, so she is in there. She comes out. She's like, oh, I got all this trash. And uh, we're introduced to... Uh, so Cookie, Ned, and Moe's, they're all fighting over who has the most recycling stuff. But none of that's going to matter because in comes the uh, recycling... Loomer's uh, crazy recycling posse. Yeah. Which is just a big group of people that it's like a mob and they ch chase down any recycling, they run through, they take it, and that's that. Like, they're, they're stealing other people's recyclables. Well, Why, sure. In, in, a, in a show mm -hmm. where we have been shown that there are consequences and the teachers pay attention mm -hmm. and give out detention for bad mm -hmm. behavior. Yeah. Why does Ned, Cookie, or Moe's never bring this up to anybody? So, I think the reason why is because, um, Krups, Krups is aware, but he's preparing for April Fool's Day, so he isn't he isn't fully present for this. Okay. Um, Sweeney doesn't matter who's who is taken who's recycling. All that matters to him is that he's getting the recycling, right? Yeah, he just, right. He just okay. wants to get all the trash. And then the only other adult uh, in this episode is Gordy, and uh, I believe Gordy did. Uh, does not care and is maybe afraid of Loomer. Gordy gives Ned the master keys to give him more recyclables. Yes. Um, which are then promptly stolen. I, I just can, I can only suffer the same 
uninspiring bits so many times. Yeah. So, well, because it, it could have made the end of Cookie's storyline good if we hadn't seen it 15 times already. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it ruined what was the only good part of the segment. Yeah. We get, um, so do they all kind of branch into their own storyline here? Ned, Ned, uh, thinks that he accidentally recycles the guide. guide. Yeah. Uh, he's lost the guide before. Yeah. And like, you're really expecting me to believe that the guide's going to get lost. This is a mm-hmm. plot line with no stakes. It's going to get not just lost, but, um, also tracked via a tracker that Cookie put on it. Oh yeah, Cookie's just chipping everyone. Yeah, so microchips and all of us. Yeah, so, so Sweeney, it's not like something that Cookie like put into Sweeney's pocket, but like um somehow Cookie has put a microchip into Sweeney. Right? Like yeah. well, like a dog. He's he has a GPS track in well, he has a GPS tracker on all the students mm-hmm. in the insane recycling posse. That, he knew that Loomer was well. coming. He can track that posse. Uh, I wonder what that process looks like and if the math teacher helps at all. I think Cookie just went around with a needle, just giving people shots. Got you. Like, imagine you're taking a test and you feel mm-hmm. a little prick on your arm. By the time you turn your head and notice, Cookie's already pulling the syringe out and moving on to the next person. Yes. Like, there's no time for you to react. You got yeah. chipped. You just have to deal with it and hope that it wasn't anything bad. <laughs> you got chipped. It, I think you could. they could be, uh, like, eaten as well like so if cookie made food for a bunch of people and there was just chips inside of them and then the chip gets stuck in your stomach yeah mm-hmm. because chip yeah. you know if chips can't pass through the body no well it's if it's uh you know acid proof then it's good yeah yeah it'll just stay in the stomach forever like gum or twinkies or fingernails mm-hmm all of that is stuff that stays in your <laughs> stomach. <laughs> uh, so uh, Ned uh, has to track down him? the guide. Ned's going to dress up as a girl here for a second. Like a split second. Uh, and I he thought... really just wanted to dress Ned up as a girl very briefly. Yeah, so I thought that, that was it was building up to something else. Like I uh, thought he would spend the rest of the episode, episode in a it. girl. Yeah, me too. Um, but instead it was just for a second. Um, a throwaway joke not even a joke just throw throw it away toss it i don't care um did uh yeah 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 it's like when cory dressed up as raven i was gonna say cory definitely cory in the house for sure went for uh yeah (laughs) this a few times so okay good um what else? Recycling, recycled recyclables. Teacher's this... lounge. We see the teachers, the cool teacher's lounge. Yeah, here. so um, which writer was like, how funny would it be if one of the main three characters dressed up and pretended to be a teacher? And got How funny the... would that be? Not even, it wouldn't even be like, mm-hmm. not only is it super funny, Bryce, mm-hmm. it contradicts the plot line we saw last week yep. where the kids you know, did, like, extra work to see the teacher's lounge. Yeah. Now Moe's can just sneak in. Yeah. Well, so this is where the recycling aspect of the episode comes in, right? Because also Cookie had a whole episode where he pretended to be a teacher. Oh, that you were right. You, you predicted that we would recycle some plot yeah. lines. Yeah. So this is, you know, 
This is what they wanted to recycle. This Take is very it. green writing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think about how much ink they saved. <laughs> so I'm sure they ink. used the same page. They just rewrote it, <laughs> wrote over it. They just crossed out cookie and wrote Moe's. They're like, <laughs> we're good. Yeah. Uh, and then Ned goes to Gordy. And Gord- because, I like Gordy sleeping like Batman. Yeah. Why do we think Gordy sleeps upside down? He just, he likes Batman. Was he said it himself. He's just trying to emulate his heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be bad, right? Your blood would rush to the head. Yeah, your blood would rush to your head. You wouldn't get any bat powers at all. Just a waste of time. Yeah. Because uh, bats have to bite you. That's right. If you want to get bat powers, you have to let a bat bite you. Does he get bit by a bat? Does he get bit? No, he was born with the bat powers. That's why he's Batman. He doesn't have like bat. Isn't he just tech? He's talk rich. to me. Yeah. Can you talk to me about Batman for a no, second? Batman doesn't have any powers. I don't he's think I get it. He's yeah. very rich. So he, so he's Iron Man, but um... no, he's not Iron Man. Oh, okay. Okay. Batman. So Bruce is actually trained in martial arts and stuff. Okay. Iron Man is a guy in a suit. Okay. He doesn't yes. have any like actual skills mm-hmm. in combat or like detective work. Yeah. He's an intelligent man who knows how to like invent things. Yeah. But Bruce Wayne, he like, in his lore, he is canonically one of the strongest fighters. He's very well trained. Like, I think it's from he, like fifteen to twenty-five. Yeah. He spent time training away from Gotham, and then he comes back. Okay. He but, climbed like, out of the pit. He climbs out of the pit. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like basically, his superpower is being the absolute peak shape a human could possibly be. Not realistically. Yeah. Because because just... he's like forty something now in the comics. Well, yeah. Huh so um and but does he sleep upside down no nah, he sleeps regular yeah he's not bit by a bat <laughs> he's not as far as i know he wasn't bit by a bat does he have any he like uh control over bats he does have like a sonar device that calls bats to him yeah is uh was uh aquaman in justice league yeah he was in justice league was he he was like one of the leaguers yeah he was one of the main characters he has a bigger role in Zack snyder's four hour justice league okay which was better i liked it yeah because i i'm just thinking like if you're batman and you meet this fish man um things must be very confusing well why do you mean well so fish man aquaman looks at bruce and is like oh hey nice to meet you i'm aquaman like my son or my father is like uh the god of the sea or something along those lines and i can like talk to fish and stuff what's your power and Batman's like, I'm I'm a peak human being. I'm really strong. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like they're, they're fighting different battles. Because also Batman is isn't he he's kind of like the, the leader of the pack. In the movies, they made him out to be the leader. Yeah. In the comics, it's more Superman. Yeah. Are you excited for um Twilight Batman? Twilight, I am actually very excited for Twilight Batman. Yeah. I think it has potential to be the best Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, like bet of all time, probably. I oh. mean, like I, I really like Batman. I like the Batman films, but mm-hmm. pretty much all of them have like at least one like serious flaw or serious mm-hmm. misinterpretation of the character that yeah. kind of mars it. Mm-hmm. Like I think the closest the Batman movies get is probably Batman Begins, and even that, like Batman letting a villain die, he he would never let that actually happen in the comics. He would never yeah. twist his own code like that. 
Like, it's not just that he doesn't kill. It's that he values, like, human life. Man's gotta have a code. Yeah, exactly. A man's gotta have a code. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Gordy was bit by anything? I think Gordy was has been bit by a lot of things. So, um, like, just animals? I mean... I could, he's, he definitely strikes me as someone who's gotten into a fight where someone had to bite him to like restrain him. Yeah. Did he ever get hay fever? Hay fever. Yeah. Did he get bit by hay fever? I'm thinking he got hay fever twice as a kid. Yeah. Chicken pox once. Yeah. Scarlet fever once. Yeah. And then a new disease called super hay fever. Yeah. You know how like they made the super Nintendo? Yeah. They called it super hay fever because it came out at the same time. Yes. Wow. Uh, and probably bit by, I would assume, the weasel multiple times. The uh, monkey. Wolves. Definitely yeah, the wolf. monkey. The dog that we see later that probably bit Gordy. That a couple birds have pecked them. Yeah, Gordy, um, what if there's an episode where Gordy just becomes a vampire? I'd watch a vampire Gordy episode. Yeah, I would too. Um, Vim's the break, kids. Them what is the that? Break kids? Them's them's the breaks, kid. Something I wrote down. I don't know why someone <laughs> says that to someone in this episode. I don't episode. even remember that. Ah, uh, them's the breaks, kid. What's Cookie up to? What does Cookie What's, have going on? Cookie's uh, playing artiste. Oh, right. So that's the line. Yeah, that's pile the of line. Bottles. Yeah, he puts together a pile of bottles. Uh, Mr. Wright sees it and defi- describes it as a deconstructionist thrill ride with a splash of da-da. Uh, says someone's gonna buy it for 10,000. The lady comes in. Yep, Mr. Wright calls his art dealer. Yep, comes in to buy it. And that's when um, the art posse tears it up. And then uh, Mr. Mr. Wright, oh no, someone says to Cookie, them's the breaks, kid. I think it's the guy who steals his dime. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like the, the, the dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Poor Cookie. Poor Cookie. Yeah. He, he deserved a win for this one. Yeah. Do you think art is just a couple of like milk bottles? I think art is context. You know. Yeah. If that if those were the if those were like all the bottles that Cookie drank throughout his entire life, mm-hmm. you know, that then that's art now. How many gallons of milk have, do you think you've had in your entire lifetime? How many, how many gallons of milk have I drank in my entire lifetime? Yeah. Bryce, I'll do you one better. Yeah. In two weeks, I'll show you at Lucad. Beautiful. <laughs> You'll put it on display. <laughs> I'll remove everyone else's displays and put up the milk bottle. Yeah. And it'll it, that alone is a statement, right? <laughs> Imagine you take down all the art and people are like, I don't like that they did it, but I get that. I get why. They have to respect that my art is stronger than yeah. their art because I took their art down yeah. to put up my art. Your art. Ultimately, my statement. Could you be Rensky? I think I could be Renski. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's try this, all right? Let's go to Lucad in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Take down all their art and just put a bunch of milk jugs everywhere. <laughs> I think, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you just put you put like you do like a couple of like milk art installations in like different parts of that building. Um, someone someone would unironically think it's genius. Yeah, they would. <laughs> they because security would be like we don't know who's doing it. Like we're not catching it on the cameras. And then they'd be like, that's so, br- that's so brilliant. That's so smart. That's something Banksy. Would yeah. Do. We have our own Banksy. I don't know. Art just kills me. Like so much of it is like, it's good. 
But like, I don't know, Ren. I, I don't mean, know. I think if you can get an emotional reaction out of it or you get any, you know, intellectual response out of it, I think you could make a case for it being art. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think in, like, sincerity I would consider Cookie's Milk Jug's art. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's, like, a pretty structure if you look at it, you yeah. know? But that's not what he was really intending for it, you know? It's not, like, it's not a $10,000 piece, and I don't think any real art dealer would recognize it as that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, I love modern art because I get to look at it and I get to say, like, that's cool. Um, Like, I like art that's cool. Yeah. And I have a hard time thinking because of art. I'm going to have to, I'm going to need you to expand that thought. So, like, okay. So, if there's a bunch of, like, clocks on the wall. Yeah. And they've all been, like, melted. Uh Uh-huh. So, like... I don't know. They look like burned or charred and like maybe some of the plastic is like dripped but then redried or whatever. I look at that and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But like, I don't know. That's not, if anything, that's making me think about like the process and not so much of like whatever I'm supposed to be taking out of it. Well, I think thinking about the process is something to take out of it too, though. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends, you know, <sighs> that's the thing about art though everyone's gonna get something different out of it mm-hmm. some people will look at melting clocks and you know maybe they'll think of how time as a concept is you know nebulous yeah it's something that we decide ourselves mm-hmm. it's not something that's actually natural to our world beyond the passage of yeah it. you can't truly quantify but we found a way to do that anyways hmm. but like also you can think about the process and like you know how did someone melt down these clocks why is it designed this way what was the process of I think that's a valid, you know, way to enjoy a piece of art. Yeah. It's just from a different angle. Damn. I should be an artist. Hey, it's okay. You you should be an artist. But also, like, is what we're doing art? The podcast? Yeah. It's like, artistic analysis. Yeah, and it, well, it could even be, like, really meta as well. Like, we could say that it's, like, an ironic take on modern podcasts. Of the first post-podcast? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't really see us as a traditional podcast. Yeah. I think the the way we allow ourselves to just do and say whatever, mm-hmm. like go on a 25-minute Batman tangent, kind of yeah. proves that. Uh, should we talk more about uh, Ned's? We have two whole segments left. Okay, we gotta do it, Ren. We gotta push. <laughs> we gotta push. So, uh, the weasel made a nest a la Communities Annie's Boobs. That's right. I um, watched the episode today. Yeah. Uh, be, like because of this? Oh no, Nicole and I are rewatching Community. Nice. It's just by coincidence. Yeah. Wow. So you've watched two episodes in which animals keep nests and vents. That's right. Today. That's actually. Wow. I didn't think of that. Uh, my favorite part of that episode of the Community one is when uh, at the beginning when Chang covers himself in uh like uh, butter oh, or grease or whatever, yeah. and then slides into the vent. It's. A, I love the cutaway to him already doing it. Yeah. If you look in the background, you can see his clothes neatly folded on a chair. Yeah. He's ready. He's ready to go. All right. Uh, the weasel wins the bike. That makes sense, right? Yeah. And the the episode ends with pictures of the weasel riding around the world. Uh. Yeah. Boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No it's one likes. Just it. Full cartoon. I'm not here for it. Um. So, Ren, that's recycling. Yeah. But uh, April Fool's Day 
is a monster. Vice Principal Krubs acts unprofessionally for 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. He's feeding kids spicy cookies. He's pretending to expel Loomer. He insults Co. He just insults Coconut Head. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like all within the first 30 seconds. Like, if any vice principal did this, they would be fired. Uh, yeah. There's like nothing he does in this that's okay. He sends a, a, a member of his staff out of the school building on a stretcher <laughs> as he is shaking. And Krebs is yelling at him, April Fools. What did he do? He's a menace. Here. He physically assaults the superintendent at the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. He like rubs the superintendent's belly, pulls on the shirt. Uh, he makes hot sauce cookies for kids. Like this is this is not the behavior of a professional. I would not trust this man with my children. Mm, uh no. No, he's um <laughs> professional is not anything that we've ever seen from him. Uh like we you said earlier, he sets up home alone traps in his office. Yeah, that's right, to catch people. Um, and it, I mean it works, but it, yeah, it did work. At what at what uh, at what point does Krebs have to ask himself like, is this sane? I just I don't know. If this segment is just eleven minutes of bad slapstick, of like really bad slapstick, mm-hmm. none of it is compelling. It just like. I can't stand it. I just could not stand this segment. It's not even a good use of April Fool's Day. You, know, you can get creative with pranks. You can have fun mm-hmm. with it. You can really go big, but this this is just baby-level nonsense. Some, <laughs> this is stuff Corey would come up with. Hot sauce mm-hmm. in the cookies. Mm-hmm. I pretend I expelled you. Set up a home alone trap in my office. Yeah. Fun. It's all, all crumb stuff. And all to build up to, like, the stupid sitcom joke we've seen in every comedy where the person making an ass of themselves isn't, you know, a new, is introduced to their new boss and they don't realize it's the new boss. Mm-hmm. I just, ugh. they got him good. They pranked the prankster. It's just too much. You wouldn't say that you're a fan of principal crubs. I wouldn't say I was a fan. Yeah. It's interesting. Because mm-hmm. when they introduced him, yeah, they had like that like full episode that was like two segments all about him. Mm-hmm. Clearly setting him up as a big presence, which he has been since then. Mm-hmm. But I think the more we get him, the less I like him. Yeah, and this episode was definitely the culmination of that. I just, <clears throat> I hope that he never shows up again, and we can just pretend that he got fired. <laughs> For if we do literally yeah. kicking his superintendent's ass. Yeah, if we do see him ever again, it's not good. No, it right? shows that there, you know, there are some real deep-seated issues with James K. Polk's hiring. <laughs> within yeah, within that district. Yeah, he he goes off the deep end. Um, and it it is no good at all. Also, like he what strikes me about him is he just doesn't know when too far is too far. Uh, even in the case, Ren, mm-hmm. so the reason why he messes with the superintendent is he believes that the superintendent is a prank. Yeah. Okay. So even in that case, Ren, you're being pranked and the prank is that this 
person is your new boss, do you still take this poor person who is uh, an actor, hypothetically, and untuck his shirt and rub his belly? And then kick him in the butt? Yeah. Well, Bryce, I respect other people's boundaries. Yeah. I'm a sane man, so no, I would not do any of that. No. Uh, so, yeah, Krebs just goes completely off the deep end here. Ren, when it comes to April Fools, what are the, the best fools that you've ever been Apriled? The best fools I've ever been Apriled? Yeah. I don't know. I can't yeah. think of any, like... Well, okay, I can think of one. Okay. Like... Calling it calling it best is probably a bit much. Yeah. But it's it's one of the only April Fool pranks I really remember. That's really like stuck with me. Yep. Are you familiar with the website Game FAQs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I think it was like 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. It, like on April Fool's Day, and for like whatever reason, it never registered with me that it was April Fool's Day. Yeah. On April Fool's Day, when you went on their page their like loading homepage was saying that they were like sold out and that they like were bought out and game FAQs has to close <laughs> that the website is done. So when yeah. I logged on that morning and I saw that I genuinely believed it. And then when my dad came home from work that night, I went to show him, I pulled up the page. We started it for a second, but if you wait long enough, it would eventually go to the real homepage. <laughs> that's, the was a- only, that's the only time I can remember an April fool's joke getting me. Yeah, there was a brief period there where the internet nailed April Fool's Day. For like two, three years. Yeah. And I then I was always so excited for my favorite websites, April Fool's jokes. Yeah. And then it became either like too corporate or too like sellouty or almost like they were in on the joke and that's when it was no longer good. But like now there's just no point in doing an April Fool's joke. Yeah. Um and also like now April Fool's Day jokes on websites have gone from like Uh, like a joke versus like we're gonna do this like wacky integration like i think last year they added like pokemon to google maps it's like that's not a joke that's just something that everyone wants right like and i know that reddit does like those weird uh like experiment things yeah Yeah. mental subreddits Mm -hmm. every april fools which is not a joke it's just something interesting yeah um though like the orange red versus periwinkle yeah battle was my favorite of those uh those reddits uh like the reddit experiment things do you remember what team you were i think that was the year before i joined oh dang you missed out on a good time ran miss out on a very good time so uh that's everything going on with crubs um they do successfully prank crubs i guess but ned ends the episode with like prank should be fun and harmless unless you're pranking crubs that's right. You can do whatever you want to Krubs. Yeah. Uh, which also is like, did they go a little bit too far, do you think? I mean, I feel like this segment is all about April Fool's pranks going too far. Yeah. But ultimately, the message is that it's fine if you prank the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then Moe's, one episode later, talk about Whiplash, decides, you know what? I want to break up with Seth. Yeah, what the hell? immediately yeah. yeah she's like ah, i've had my fun and by that i mean all he does is talk about basketball i'm good it's like girl have you ever looked at him like obviously that's all he's gonna do it, um, it, it also frustrates me that this 
is like the one plot line in a good while that stretches two segments. Yeah. This is what Ned decides to focus mm-hmm. on. Yep, we want to give Mose and Seth their due. Uh, and so she... Uh, she tries to break up with them. And he's like, that's a good April Fool's Day joke. And then she's like, that didn't work. What should I do? Ned's like, Mose, you should become Seth. And then Seth will want to break up with himself, essentially. So she does that. Seth's like, dude, you've been annoying. We should break up. April Fool's on the breaking up part. But you have been annoying. I did find that funny. Yeah. Yeah, rightfully so. Because it's like, yeah, you have been annoying, Mose. Um, yeah, and they stay together. The Krubs gets got. And that's that's it, right? That's it. That's All we it. got going and on with April Fool's Day. we got to through another 11 minutes and we're done. Uh, Ren, I got to uh, just stop podcasting for the rest of my life. Bryce, are you trying to make up an excuse so you can't podcast? Yeah, my um, mouth hurts. Your mouth hurts? So I can't podcast. Why does your mouth again. hurt? A uh, dog ate it. Your, a dog ate your mouth? Dog ate my mouth. How are you talking right now? Uh, it's the dog. I'm in the dog's stomach. You're inside the dog's stomach. Well, my mouth is. Yeah, I'm absorbed wouldn't by it, Jumbie. Wouldn't it be better for us to finish recording while you're in the stomach? Because mm-hmm. we might not get another chance. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the whale that eats Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah. Monstro. Yeah, Monstro. What's his deal? He's like, you know, he has a name. Yeah, Monstro. Why, like, Moby Dick, Monstro... Those are the only whales that have names. Shamu. Uh, Willy. Willy. Yeah. We got a couple whales with names. We should do a, uh, a, a whale tier list. Bryce and Ren and the whales. Bryce and Ren go whale watching. <laughs> yeah, Bryce and Ren whale watch. Where we don't go whale watching, but, you know, we watch whale content. Whales. Yeah, that can be our season three. Yeah. I think people will really like that. I think uh, people who are actually looking for whaling podcasts will be very confused. Yeah, is Free Willy Air Bud, but with a whale? Like, does that does that whale get really good at basketball? It would have to be like water polo, right? I mean, it could it could be basketball. basketball. You think that whale's gonna play basketball on land? Yeah, he just gotta. uh, The boy has to hose down his uh, his gills. Um, that's a great point. It's a great point. How are they? Yeah, how are they gonna get a jersey that you know the size of Willie? Like, come on! There's no way that Willie's gonna play. No. Put me in, coach. <laughs> coach, I gotta. Willie, you'll die out there. You Hope need water. Do it. Yeah. For it's a city. sacrifice. I'm willing. To <laughs> oh. I have, um, I've never seen Free Willy, so theoretically this could be how it plays out. I'm pretty sure that that movie ends with the boy being like, go on, get. Like, can't you like, see we don't watch it anymore? Well, the whale jumps in the air, and then the boy tries to punch him in the stomach. What? That's the poster. The boy's trying to punch the whale in the stomach. In the stomach? Did you just pull up the Free Willy poster? Pull up the Free Willy poster. Okay. There's a sequel, by the way, so maybe you'll... Uh... Free Willy's. See, look, that kid's totally trying to punch the whale. Yeah, he is. 
Um, wow. Wow. That whale is majestic. It's a big one. This kid could beat him up. Could he could take him. Yeah. Willie's not looking. Willie's not as big as I thought he'd be. No. Um, Get him on land. You know, I could could beat him. Could a wooden boy fit in Willie's stomach? Definitely. A Pinocchio, like a Pinocchio-sized kid? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a Pinocchio-sized kid could fit inside Willie perfectly. I have a question. One more, and then we'll get back to Ned's. Um, So, Pinocchio, inside Monstro, how am I going to get out? Oh my god, this is so scary. Monstro can spit you out. So, yeah, so Monstro can spit him out, but what I'm thinking is that Pinocchio has a limitless supply of wood. Well, it's not limitless. (laughs) He has a limited amount on his body. Yeah, but if he keeps lying, what happens? Oh, okay. So you're saying he lies, cuts a little bit of his nose off, unlies, gets it back to the point it was before. Well, I was just, he keeps lying to the point where there's so much friction in that belly, like so much, uh, so much wooden nose that the stomach, ex- like, can't possibly expand anymore. Interesting. But you, you gave me an idea just now. Okay. So let's say Pinocchio lies enough to get his like nose a good like a like a stick length. Yeah. Like a stick you'd use to light a fire. Yeah. So let's say Pinocchio starts rubbing his nose up against mm-hmm. one of uh Monstro's bones. Yes. Make it make it make it burn. Make Monstro burn from the inside. Yeah, you're killing me right now. You know that's what he does, right? <laughs> I've never seen Pinocchio. Yeah, he I I don't think he does it with his nose, but yeah, they burn him from the inside. Yeah, him and Geppetto, because, you know, who else would be inside the whale? Geppetto gets inside a monstro. He goes goes out looking for his wooden boy and gets eaten by a whale. Like, talk about worst search party ever. If your dad wanted to turn you from a flesh boy into a wooden boy, would you let him? No. Why? No. Geppetto wants Pinocchio to be a flesh boy. No, he doesn't. He doesn't? I don't think he's like... I, it's more that's more Pinocchio's motive. That's not really Geppetto's. So Geppetto wants him to stay wooden. I mean, Geppetto, what does he do for what does Geppetto do for a living? If you become a boy, you'll be mortal. What is, Geppetto you're makes mortal. money by selling wooden toys. Do you think he's, he's gonna trying make to sell Pinocchio? Yeah. Do you think he's gonna make money if Pinocchio becomes a real boy? No. So is he upset at the end when Pinocchio he's becomes pissed. a real boy? And now yeah. it's like, oh shit, I gotta raise this kid. Yeah. And not only because not only does he have to now pay for a boy to grow up and live and go to school and everything. But also, like, he's out 50 bucks that he would have made by selling Pinocchio. That would have gone a long way back then. Would have gone a very long way. Okay. Um, what is Ned doing? What what uh, excuses? Okay. We didn't even get into the segment. Did we? Um a dog eats Ned's homework. Okay. Yeah. Already off to an amazing start. <laughs> um, what a shock. No one believes Ned. Who would have thought if only Ned didn't lie all the time, people might believe him. Well, the problem isn't that Ned lies all the time. The problem is that Ned put peanut butter on his homework. <laughs> the moral of this segment is don't put peanut butter on your things. Yeah, wasn't that disgusting? Straight we get a nice dog will take your things. We get a nice shot of Ned making a sandwich in his locker and getting peanut butter all over his hands. They, Sweeney was also very messy with his peanut butter. Yeah. Um, I liked the, the cookie storyline here. A lot. You like this one? Because I, I like how it ends. I like the insanity of it. I like that it's constantly uh, dialed up two or three notches. 
Um, I like that his storyline and Moses feed off of each other in which Moses has to come up, come up with an excuse to not go on a date with Seth because, uh, you know, she's over him because it's been a day. And so Seth, so she comes up with, yeah, my grandmother's in the hospital. She's sick. I can't go on a date with you, Seth. And Ned's like, ah, classic, the old grandma lie. And Cookie who's supposed to have a study date with Vanessa, uh, who he's already uh, messed up with multiple times. Yeah. But she's still like, yeah, we can hang out, Cookie. Uh, she, well, she tells him. memory wiped every episode. Yes. Uh, the men in black come because Cookie's an alien and they have to whoop, uh, go to wipe that memory. Um, Bryce and Ren in black. So uh, Vanessa tells Cookie, I can't go on a study date with you. My grandma's sick and in the hospital. So Cookie is like, I don't believe that. Uh, is Cookie hints of Corey here? This is a very Corey reaction. Yeah, very Corey to be told by someone that you supposedly care about that their grandmother is in the hospital, only to instantly doubt them. And this is one of those instances where Ned's tips are like being shown as not working properly. Mm-hmm. Like his excuses are very much portrayed in a bad light here. They backfire. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, you're supposed to, you know, no, uh, no excuses are good excuses. I think what I don't like about this segment, mm-hmm. especially, is that it really does remind me of a Cory in the House plotline. Yeah. Like if, you, if you threw in a laugh track here, I, I, you couldn't tell me it wasn't. Yeah, all the way to um, Moe's dressed up as a grandma kissing <laughs> Seth. Yeah, we have like a full costume. Mm hmm. No, no, that's when I was out. That's when I, I was like, okay, this has gone too far. <laughs> when so essentially, Moe's and Cookie's lies feed off of each other, and Vanessa keeps coming back and saying the same lie that Moe's is giving. Oh no, Vanessa's coming back telling the truth. Moe's is hearing that and then using that as a lie to alter what's going on with her grandmother to Seth. Seth insists on wanting to go and see Grandma Mosley. And that's when Moe's is like, okay, uh, what we like? What are we going to do? So Cookie pushes Moe's in a wheelchair down the hallway as Moe's wears a grandma wig. And Seth is like, oh, it's so nice to see you. Your granddaughter's great, whatever. And that's when uh, Granny kisses Seth. And, and Seth I said, I said, I'm not old enough for this. I'm out. I'm out. It's like uh, in the office when Jack Black has that uh, movie <laughs> yeah. in the Super Bowl episode. I'm out. I can't do this. I'm not doing this. Uh, poor Seth has to deal with, oh my god, my girlfriend's grandmother just kissed me on the mouth. Think of the emotional trauma he's going to carry through life. Uh, he'll never look at grandmas the same way again. Do you think this is like uh, the Dalmatians awakening something in the Dean and community? <laughs> Seth? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. No. But you could no. see it happening? <laughs> I couldn't, actually. You couldn't? I could not. I don't want Seth. I, no I'm not grandmothers talking about what we Seth. want, Bryce. I'm saying, like, realistically, these are formative years. Uh, <laughs> uh no. I, 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 I'm, out. I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. I just, I can't. 
can't handle it. I can't handle that Moe said the line, uh, what are we going to do now that Granny is hot for Seth? <laughs> well, it's fine because the dog eats her hair later. Yeah. And then yeah. Seth takes some time off. Poor Seth. Yeah. He has a match. Seth is going to go to his therapist that week. And be this therapist is going to be like, so Seth, you just want to talk about basketball. Like, why do you go to therapy? Like, we're just going to talk about basketball. And Seth's like, no, actually, uh, I finally have something for you. Yeah. My grandmother's grandmother's. Oh, sorry. My girlfriend dressed up as her grandmother and kissed me as her grandmother, only to find out that it wasn't her grandmother and actually my girlfriend. And the reason why she did it was to get out of going on a study date with me after she like pretty much asked me out yesterday. Do I have to kiss her grandmother dressed as her now? <laughs> to get even. <laughs> no more grandmothers. No more grandmothers on this show. No. Um, well, there's one more grandmother. We there is. Uh, she's an actual grandmother, though. And so Vanessa's grandmother shows up to Cookie to say, hey, I heard that you don't believe Vanessa when she says that I was in the hospital and it hurt my ankle. So I decided to come on down to James K. Polk and say hi. And he's like, oh, well, where's Vanessa? And Vanessa's grandmother's like, oh, she must be downstairs. Cookie's like, sure, let me take you down to her. Vanessa's grandmother says the elevator is that way. Cookie does not care and throttles grandmother down the stairs. Um, oh, what I was saying was, what was Cookie even hoping to accomplish? Like, it's if it was really Vanessa, he would have flung her down the stairs. <laughs> Like, imagine it's, that Jenna tells you yeah. that you two can't hang out because her grandmother hurt mm-hmm. her ankle. And then her grandmother comes to you and is like, oh, Bryce, Jenna told me you didn't believe her. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. let me teach you a lesson. It's, um, there's definitely an example of it and I can't think of it. I think Cookie's trying to prove that she can walk. So that you're not that he tilts her and then she stands. Yes, because it's like, you know, if, you're really who you say you are. You're you're gonna fall down these stairs, but you're not who you say you are. You're actually Vanessa. So I think he's anticipating for Vanessa to walk down the stairs, but instead he throws an elderly lady down the down stairs. a flight of stairs. Do you think she broke anything? She is broken. Like a fall from that high. Yeah. I think you definitely like really do some serious damage. Yeah, she's um, Gordy has some work to do on the floor. After she, See, my grandma's never gonna walk again. Yeah, uh, do you think Cookie still stands a chance with Vanessa? Absolutely. Yeah. She's she's very forgiving in this universe. Yeah, yeah, they'll <laughs> figure it out. Um, dang, just dang. So, uh, like, there's that Sweeney and Ned running around with peanut butter fingers to try to chase a dog. I, like, this is another Cory plot. It is. Like, Newt, let's put peanut butter on our hands and walk around the White House halls to yeah. catch the loose dog we brought in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea, Cory. Newt like, the bottle. Newt the bottle. Just a Cory in the house plot. I hate it. Um, And, like, Nets, Nets can be so much better. It doesn't have to be this. It doesn't. And it's been striking out so often lately. Um, okay. Ren, anything else to say about excuses? Uh, this was another episode directed by Savage Steve Holland. Yeah. 
That's all I got. I got I got nothing. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't like our episodes tonight that much. Yeah. Were you surprised Sweeney had an office? Oh yeah. Yeah, I the dog, really the dog tears up Sweeney's office. Sweeney's lucky enough to have both the full classroom with a desk and a separate office. I guess he really is king of the teachers. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ren, let's rate these episodes. Okay. Okay. Um, should I get out my... Uh, should I warm up my finger to press the number 10? What? I'm going to warm up my fingers to press the number 10. Oh, the number 10 on your keyboard? Yeah, because I, you know, <laughs> the single 10 button. <laughs> I assume that that's where you're going. Yeah. That you're just 10s across the board. Ugh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like how low can we go? How low can we go? Because also we're being, so- oh my gosh, it kills me. We're being so harsh on this. The chart is insane. It it falls off so bad. We're being so harsh on Ned's, and it's, like, not even Ned's. It's Ned's fault, but also, like, like Corey Corey was was once. Like, Corey's once across the board (laughs) in comparison to this. It's just we know it can be so much better, and that's why we're being so harsh on it. This is Ned graded on its own scale. Yes. Uh. I don't know, like asking someone out recycling, it at the very least moves the Billy Susie plot along. That's true. Um, gets us uh, Moe's and Seth for a solid two episode segment. Uh, two episodes in a row. Uh, it's like a, a 1.5 for me. 1.5? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn it. I'm trying to think. Okay. It's definitely very, very low for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go 1, 1. 1.5, or 2. I think... <laughs> I'm going to go 1 because I hated the Recycle Posse joke so much. Mm-hmm. It was just obnoxious in our face. April Fool's Day and excuses, though. Okay. Yeah, now we're talking. Did you, did right? you like this one more or less? Krebs being incredibly cruel to children. <laughs> um, and then tickling a man's belly. Yep. This is the first segment. And then excuses. Cookie throttling an old lady down a flight of stairs. And don't forget a literal dog ate my homework. Uh, one. Just once. You giving it a one? Just giving it a one. I'm giving it a 0. 0.5. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Look at that descent. <laughs> oh my gosh. It started so strong, so mighty. It really did. There was a seven in this season. There was an eight in this season. The first episode. Everything felt... fell apart after gross biology discussion. Or no, after your body. Yeah. <laughs> your body was the one that yeah everything. It was the harshest turning point. As soon as we started talking about bodies, uh, <laughs> it was a no-go. And then seven episodes later, we got Moe's dressed up as an old lady kissing Seth. No. Um... Ren, next week, we have to watch Secrets and School Car Wash. Wow. I, oof, School Car Wash is going to be bad. I can already feel it. <laughs> right? What? I don't need to watch anything about a school car wash with this crew. Like, uh, I, and that, what? <laughs> I, can, I just know that nothing good's going to come from no. it. I'm worried about the coification of Nancy Classified. Like, 
I'm deeply concerned about what's happening to these characters that we once knew and loved that have been thrown out the window for the sake of a throwaway joke here or there. And then we have to watch Spirit Week and close. Uh, have you noticed that under, not to get ahead of ourselves, mm-hmm. did you notice that under music class and class clown, <laughs> that this is the only Ned C classified episode that is not released digitally? So are we going to have to, what are we going to do? I don't know. I'm going to have to try to, do you have the DVDs? I have the, uh, let me, yeah, they're actually right here. Hold on, give me a second. So you might have access to the episode. I'm going to have to try to find it myself. Yeah, let's see. So we got, um, I do have it. Episode 18. Yeah, class clown and music class. I do have it. Um, my Nedzy classified DVD, by the way, um, does feature um, the cast. So on the front cover, the picture of the cast, like Cookie looks like uh, he's like 20. Really? And then there's also English, but also French. Um, yeah. So you're going to watch it in French? Yeah, probably going to watch Class Clown Music Class in French. Uh, it could get better. I like also you would like our, our mindset needs to be clearer. Open I mean, our minds to Ned. You, I don't know. Ned just hasn't been gripping me. And I think it's Ned's mm-hmm. fault. I don't think it's my mindset. I think it hasn't done a good enough job at keeping me as engaged. Yeah. <sighs> I, uh, Rent, this has been good. It has been good. I've, I've had fun. This was fun. We broke down some stuff. Uh, we highlighted the elements that we felt needed to be highlighted. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's good. good. Uh, you ready for, for next week? Feeling good? I'm feeling, uh, I'm hoping we'll get a better set of episodes, but I'm mm-hmm. sure we won't. Yeah, and that's okay. That's okay, because you know what? I think the worse it is, the more it leads to us talking about Pinocchio. <laughs> the inner workings of Monstro. Yeah. You and I, like, we talked intellectually about art for, like, 15 minutes. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Well, thank you all for listening, for tuning in, checking out how Ned is doing. He's not doing well. <laughs> please send cards. Please, please, please send cards to Ned. And hope that he gets better soon. He broke his ankle and he's in the hospital. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, well, take care, everyone. Have fun visiting Ned at the hospital. Bye. Bye. <laughs>